1: And those three junior super friends.
2: Welcome to Movie Schmovie. This is uh, episode 202.5. I am Steve. I'm Ron. I'm John. So we're recording this on on Wednesday night, um, and, and we're hoping to get this out. We're doing this to kind of have this come out in time to talk about Justice League uh, in theaters on Friday when you guys are hopefully all listening to this. We were able to see a screening of it and uh, kind of just made the time to get together and chat about it a little bit, kind of like we did for Thor. Um, so what are you guys thinking? I mean, like, what were you guys thinking, I guess, just overall going into this um, where, where the anticipation falls in line with the DC EU and, and even like, we don't want to sidetrack this and talk about Marvel stuff too much, but I think just in this whole scope of all these superhero movies, which you're either usually in the Marvel, the Fox world with the X-Men franchise, or, or in this DC world, so like, kind of, where did your anticipation fall? I'm curious uh, to hear from you too on, in terms of excitement to see it, or just expectations, and compared to some other ones that we've seen recently from other studios.
1: DC's kind of teetering on failing in a lot of people's eyes, but with uh, Wonder Woman, I think there's some course correction going on, and I, I kind of right. like where it's going. So, Justice League just had to be decent, to be honest, for there to be, for the momentum of Wonder Woman to continue into whatever's happening with Justice League and whatever's happening on the second leg or the second phase or whatever it is that they're doing at the DC world. So it only just has to be decent. Right. Honestly. Interesting. Interesting. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So how do, how do you guys feel about it?
0: For me, the main way, since I guess we're getting our Marvel stuff in uh, up front, yeah, uh, the main way that the Marvel universe applies to this is just the fact that Marvel has been doing it longer in terms of their interconnected universe that's got all these different offshoots and trilogies and, and opportunities for synergy and crossover. They've been doing that for so long, and it's been working especially well as of late they've They've really hit on some interesting filmmakers doing some cool stuff with the characters, and the movies have been fun and so that success is what looms large, i guess if you look at it as the sort of opposing side. If you choose in your mind to to view it as d c versus Marvel or to view it in a partisan way, then you would say that d c the the whole reason d c is involved in this enterprise. Is that they're trying to kind of catch up with Marvel. That at some point they looked over and said, hey, we should be doing that with our characters. We should be, you know, like rebooting them and creating this connected universe because that's what the comic books have always been. So it's because of Marvel that DC kind of got into this current phase that they're in of. Announcing a big slate of movies and trying to get you amped and trying to get this buildup going for Justice League, which is hard not to just directly compare to the Avengers over on the Marvel side. And and we know, we've talked at, at length about the different way DC went about it, that they chose to sort of front load it and bring all these characters together really quickly without really developing the world, whereas Marvel went and made a series of, you know... Not necessarily great movies, every single one of them, but they, they were patient with the process of of doing a, a, an Iron Man movie and then a Hulk movie and then a, a Thor movie and a Captain America movie. And it built up and it really did feel like audiences had a little bit of time to get to know the characters and to care about this big moment when they got together. I think Justice League is in the unenviable position of trying to have that that momentum and that impact without any of the buildup or the affection. Each movie has been a course correction from the last movie, you know? And Wonder Woman was the first big success they had, and I think part of what you said, Ronald, I really agree with, that They all they really had to do was hold on to the wheel and keep this movie from just utterly stinking, and it would be viewed as a success. And I think that's really kind of a bad situation to be in, um, but I would say that's, that's barely what they did. I don't think this movie really stands as a movie on its own, but I think at the end of this movie, they've successfully gotten themselves to a place where they can kind of shake off the decision they made to try to catch up with Marvel. And maybe now they can take these characters forward in their own movies, tell interesting stories, get us to like them. Uh, this movie really felt like something they had to get over with every minute of the movie. I felt the actors, everything, just everybody going, come on, let's get this done. We said we were going to do this. Let's do this. Mm
2: yeah. it's it's kind of crazy to think about that like what Ronald was saying about like how it just kind of had to be good or okay or whatever to kind of keep that momentum going. I mean because like it, it's kind of weird to think about the trajectory that Marvel took versus this and and while they're very different, like the experience of seeing the avengers on the screen and like and, and that, that that realization that like holy shit they they actually pulled it off and it, and it works you know what i mean yeah it, that was a really interesting like cinematic experience and and this is me again not the comic guy this is this the film guy that loves going to the movies and and it working for me on that level and feeling like wow they really pulled something huge off and i just feel like you know with my limited knowledge of the dc world it does feel like, you know, the the front loading of it and having like two of the biggest titles up front and 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 one of them not really even like a standalone film, like it, it's still like a one and a half Superman, half Batman kind of thing going on. And and then to say like there's this huge team up happening now. Aren't you excited? Like it was just a weird it, it, it was a weird experience and like watching the movie, I feel like, you know, I didn't really leave excited to see what like with that approach it's like okay we're going to just blow it all out at the beginning so you're excited about these characters and you get a little taste and you want to know more and I feel like with me this approach it it kind of had the opposite effect on me it's like I'm interested in some of the characters and yeah maybe I want to see more of them but I don't think it like launches me into any kind of excitement to continue like anticipating whatever the next movie is in their slate like if that makes sense
1: yeah it it definitely makes sense what is the next movie in their slate
2: i think it's aquaman i think it's aquaman next december or november or december
1: okay this is this is the this is the last marvel comparison i'm gonna make this the so before we talk about the movie within itself the equivalent of this in the marvel world to me is age of ultron (laughs) in the way that I didn't think Age of Ultron was a particularly good movie.
2: I think you're right. I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with you.
1: Yeah, this is this is their Age of Ultron in the way that it's it's supposed to be the culmination of all these things and was it executed as well as it should have? I'm not sure.
2: It kind of felt like I guess like tonally and and pacing-wise just like just off. Yeah, Uh, I I think that a lot of that course correction is is a little too obvious on the screen, and like you know, the idea of, of, of lightening it up a little bit, and a lot of what worked in Wonder Woman, like having some of that stuff work in this project, I don't think it works as well because of some of of how of how much needs to be corrected with it, like from the prior you know, two or three films, whatever ones you're considering, but. I don't know, just a lot of it felt really, really off uh tonally and to me and then uh, you know, I think pacing wise, you know, I, I it's not often that you come out of these movies saying that you feel like it should have been longer. A lot of these movies are almost pushing how long they have any reason to be. But I, I definitely feel like a lot felt rushed in it and a lot felt kinda just like glossed over, checkboxed, whatever it was, like there just was so much happening so quickly in the first two acts that yeah. it's just like, it didn't, I just felt like it didn't get the attention that that kind of like culminated team up or whatever, like probably deserves. I mean, regardless of how good or bad the prior movies were, I feel like whatever mandate that Warner Brothers put out about having a movie around two hours, in the end, I think like, I think hurts the movie. I mean, you know, I, I get not wanting to have the criticism of how long Batman vs Superman was, or or whatever any other films were, but I think it hurts the movie. So I mean, my my biggest, I mean, that's kind of just general, but like a lot of the pacing and some of the tonal stuff, like with how jokey it was at times, and then you can still feel some of the the trickles of, um. That tone that was more present in like in Batman versus Superman specifically. At some point this movie
0: clearly would have been about three hours or longer. Right. You know, yeah. Just with all the elements that it had in it. Everything it was trying to do had to bring Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg into the fold as new characters that you cared about. Theoretically, as much as we quote unquote cared about Wonder Woman. Batman and Superman um and I would say Wonder Woman was definitely the the main character that coming into this movie the movie felt comfortable kind of resting on her shoulders a little bit because there's a lot of affection for that character um so yeah, it had a lot to do. And I, I, at first, I was thinking your comparison to Age of Ultron was was not that apt, Ronald, because I feel like every movie they've made—well, maybe not the first one, Man of Steel—felt like a, uh, a, a, for better or for worse, it was a movie with mm. an idea and a and a story and a character in it. Every one they've done since then has felt like an attempt to cram all this stuff in and to jumpstart all these ideas. Yeah. So I feel like they've made they've made three Age of Ultrons in a row well if you <laughs> don't have. count Wonder Woman Wonder <laughs> Woman is, is the outlier but but Suicide Squad uh, Batman versus Superman and this are all an attempt to to do way too much yeah and the odd thing was with this movie is that they decided let's strip it down and bring it in under two hours which uh, yeah I can't imagine wanting to sit there any longer than I did because I really was worn out by this movie me too. By the time it was over, I was really ready for it to just be over. And I think that pacing issue you're talking about, Steve, had a lot to do with that. A scene would just end and another one would start, and a scene would just end and another one would start. And it never really felt like it was adding up to any particular storyline. Right, now, yeah, the yeah. The, yeah. Plots, the plots in these movies are famously thin, but I would say that in a Marvel movie, it really started... And this is maybe going to be my last big comparison to the Marvel uh, uh, side of things, is that in those Marvel movies, they usually home in on some aspect of character that whether it's cheesy or not whether it's well done or not you can tell what the story of the movie is and how it applies to the 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 protagonist's arc and how it applies to their character and you don't have to have these scenes of these characters staring off saying these uh, these clunky things that this uh justice league is just full of you know, where characters just laid out in dialogue and every scene is just super condensed, like, how, let's get across how everybody's feeling in this moment. Yeah. And it didn't have that sense of confidence in the character and the sense of the audience's investment in the character that the Marvel films have, you know. And I think that coming two weeks after Ragnarok, especially, this movie really suffers. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, you know, as 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 flawed as that movie may be, structurally or as much of a shaggy dog as it can be, it it really carries you along with the characters, and there's there's warmth and there's heart and there's everything that this movie really does seem to try to do. Uh, we can talk a little bit about about which director's influences is, is is working over which scene, but this really does feel like they're trying to bring some of that jokey. I mean I hate to say it but it really feels like they're trying to turn up the Marvel dials on this movie a little bit and I almost feel bad for DC they're in an awkward position they're, they're they're I I I don't know what this movie was expected to be it's had such a long development and it was almost like no one really believed that it was going to exist and they just had to put it out and get it in theaters <laughs> so yeah. that, so they could prove that they did it and now they can move on and hopefully uh, you know uh, focus on some of these actors that might be interesting to see in some of these some of these uh, other movies but yeah it this really just was such a slog because of the the pacing thing, and um, I want to add one other thing to it. I, I want to say that uh, Malaketh, the dark elf, is no longer the worst villain in uh, comic book movies. <laughs> uh, I think that Steppenwolf is Steppenwolf the is the worst. cheesiest. Video game effect that they thought would pass, you know, this is like yeah. a a a, a, a mid aughts video game cutscene character that they thought would pass muster on a on an IMAX screen, you know. Yeah. No way. This this villain stinks. And I I feel bad that Sierra and Hines that this was like What he was brought in to do. When I heard he was doing the villain, I thought maybe that it would have some impact. But you couldn't even look at him without thinking those effects don't look finished.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, absolutely.
1: The worst part about it is 2017, regardless of how you felt about the movie, War of the Planet of the Apes came out. We watched a movie that was almost entirely computer-generated characters walking around with human beings that looks flawless. Now, I, Thor. Thor had some issues with some CG effects that felt a little weird, but this this movie was absolute. Justice League's CG effects were absolute garbage. It, it almost looked pixelated at parts where they showed his face very close up. It looked unbelievable. There's there's something about I think what makes Water Planet of the Apes very distinct from any of the other movies that use computer generated effects is how they've perfected light with the other characters if if they're in a dark room the light reflects that it it matches yeah. the characters in the room right there's something weird about what lighting or a lack thereof good lighting a lack of good lighting does to characters like this, this villain who's who looks like he's sitting on top of the screen. He looks like he's sitting over all the other things that are existing in the screen. This was a CGI fest for something that shouldn't have been a CGI fest. They could have had a man in makeup, in metal, in an armor outfit. I don't understand why there's such an obsession with making people fucking computer generated it doesn't seem like it saves any money if you just put a human being put a human being in some fucking armor why is that so crazy make them look a little bigger than the other characters cause then it will actually look like do you remember when he was grabbing some of the characters throats it didn't even look like they were actually touching them they were floating on top of it so that was terrible It's fucking awful looking
2: yeah, I mean, it just—it's—it's it's just that reliance on what they see as a spectacle, and like, you know, trying to make this, you know, cutting edge thing, which you're right, looks really cheap and really bad in this film. Um, I think just on top of that, I mean, it, it goes without saying that, I mean, almost every comic movie has this problem, but the whole, even just Steppenwolf as a villain. Um, It's just, I don't understand why it's impossible. Why why can't uh, any of these movies have good villains? Like, I'm not not even just being specific to DC. Like, I'm going to say Marvel, too. Like, most times I don't care about who the villain is. I mean, I feel like they at least try to have interesting character as the villain. I mean, specifically with Justice League, I mean, and this goes along with the pacing and the editing and like how just there's a lot of weird cuts and things like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it becomes a conversation now where people are saying, like, I wonder what the director's cut or whatever the hell it's called cut is going to look like, you know, if that ever comes out. Because even when you're first introduced to Steppenwolf, like, you have no clue what the fuck is happening, like, you know, or who it is. And then then you wait for a character to come in after a beat and say, oh, Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf is A, B, C, D. Like, there's so much, like, exposition to explain what should have been characterized, you know, in some other part of the movie. Like, if that's how it works, or if that's how they think it works, that's why it's not working, I think. Because, I mean, that that first scene with him, you know, I think it's when he's on uh, on the island, right? Like, when he's with the Amazonians. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah, like, so, you know, you get this introduction to this massive thing, like, Traveling through a wormhole or something. I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's nothing earned about yeah. his reason or, like, why he's there, why he's going there. And then, literally, the next scene is, like, you're finding out why. Right. You know, that's just... It's just weird to me. Like, there, it, there, it's all after the fact. And I feel like that just sums up what is wrong with the DC stuff. Like, everything is happening after the fact. <laughs> nothing is being... Nothing is, is given the the thought, it's, or at least it seems, that nothing is being given the thought to get to an earned point. Not to a point that they just think they have a right to show you and then kind of back, backloaded. And that that is what doesn't work about this movie. And I mean, a lot of their stuff. Like, it's just, there's so much exposition. There's so much explaining. There's so much just non... I, not, not an ideal dialogue, like, just people, like, throwing names out, not, like, people talk like that, like, like, dialogue in a movie where they're saying somebody's name over and over and over again, so you you don't forget that, oh, Steppenwolf, 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 like, he's the villain, don't forget, like, this is him, and this is who he's with, you know, like, that's not how, like, we would talk about a villain, I don't think. If someone was harming you or, or like, threatening you, you wouldn't keep saying their <laughs> name over again. I mean, and that's because we don't know that person as a viewer, so these actors and these characters that we're rooting for, they have to keep saying it to remind us, oh, he's the threat. Oh, he's doing this. Oh, he's doing that. You know, with Batman versus Superman, it was a little different because there was some ideal of, of Lex Luthor and, like, who that was, and there was some... You know, they they kind of inherited some knowledge um, that some people had. Even non-comic book people knew who he was and even myself, like I'm aware. But like, you know, I don't know who Steppenwolf is. I don't have any idea what that character means, how it relates to Darkseid, anything like that. But then the moment they have one line that says, oh, he's whatever the fuck, his uncle, or there's some sort of relation there, I guess, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's so dumb. It's just so dumb. Like it just is like it just sums up what is wrong with their universe of films. Like everything is just happening because they have the property to make it happen. And then it's an afterthought of like, well, what's the story? What's the character? You know, what's the what's the what's the crux of this film that's gonna make me care? And it just for a team up movie that people not including me have been waiting generations to see on the screen. It feels very disposable and it feels very like John said earlier it's like there's a there's a feeling of okay it's done. We 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 finished it let's move on. You know it's like it had to happen. It's over with. And that just seems wrong. That that's not that like I feel like there should be like a parade around this film. There should be a celebration around the idea that these characters are all on the screen at the same time fighting together and it just it just didn't feel that way man i just didn't mm-hmm. feel that
0: not only did i not feel that cumulative effect i didn't feel the same like i didn't enjoy ben affleck as as batman as much as i did before i didn't i i didn't enjoy gal gadot as uh, wonder woman as much in this movie as i did in wonder woman i felt like every element of it was off um there's another actor who i guess i don't know if it's a surprise but that is in this film <laughs> that uh, i enjoy certain aspects of their performance but i didn't think that they had much to do either and i don't think that that had much impact there were so many things that should have had huge impact you know a character shows up at the last minute to sort of save the day that just kind of happened and they move on to the next beat. And I think some of that may be due to whatever they did to condense it down to the the runtime that it has. But I don't know. I wonder if it also is a little bit, and this gets to something I was alluding to earlier about who directed what. It is a bit of a Frankenstein movie, and I've heard a lot of people refer to it uh, using those words, because it was apparently about 80 to 85 percent of it was Was shot by Zack Snyder, who was the plan director and has been the architect of this whole DC extended universe, this whole film series. Um, And then he left because of a family tragedy and Joss Whedon, who had apparently been in the wings, stepped in to write and direct the reshoots. And which is really interesting considering that he wrote and direct the Avengers, you know, like, so it's like his, right. his, his role in the Avengers makes it so that it's like, oh, he got to play a, a part in the, uh, the DC equivalent of the Avengers right. as well. Now, I never particularly thought this was good news when I heard it. I mean, I've enjoyed Joss Whedon's work a lot in the past. I've maybe gotten a little tired of it in recent years. I still think he probably has some greatness in him, and I don't think he maybe—I don't know if he hurt this film or helped it. He probably helped it be a little more fun or or something. But I felt like the moments that he added really stood out, and it really felt like the Zack Snyder elements were off his game as well. It didn't feel like the images had his usual grandeur that he at least can do, and I felt like the cleverness that Joss Whedon brought to it felt very contrived and kind of forced and like again they were really trying to make this movie something that nobody knew quite what, what did you think of that and did you find yourself trying to guess which scenes were, were which directors and, and, and that kind of thing when you were watching it, like was it, wasn't it was it kind of hard to see the film through all the stuff you knew about it going in?
1: Yeah I think the information about, that's that's kind of the problem with the movie in general because we, we knew that Ben Affleck was kind of teetering on if he wanted to play Batman or not we were hearing about the tragedy that happened with Zack Snyder, uh, Josh Wheaton coming in. All that information muddied up the idea of what the movie is. And, and I, I understand that we're gonna find out a little more information about movies in general, just because it's, it's 2017. You know, that's, that's how it works. We're gonna find out more information. Information is available. But this felt very dirty. Something about it didn't feel good. Um, something about the idea of it didn't feel good. And the more I thought about it, you know, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. You could tell tonally that I, I don't think so. Here, here's here's what I'll say about that. I, I think because we know that Joss Whedon had something to do with it, we could, we, we could guess as to which scenes he did or whatnot. I just think it's it just feels frustrating. It feels like the only movie I can really compare it to is what's that superhero movie with uh Will Smith that felt like 15 people wrote it? Hancock? Yes, Hancock. Like I don't know I I don't I don't want to try to act like I'm I'm smart enough to know exactly which scenes Joss Whedon put his hands on. There's some there's some obviously that feel like there's there's scenes that feels like he actually really touched it. He may have even written the whole scene but it feels fragmented it doesn't feel complete it feels very like jumbled it feels like one of those movies where somebody dies and they're just filling it in with other actors there's like 10 actors playing one person that's the way that it feels sometimes between the scenes just the inconsistency and how the actors are being inconsistency in the tone and the fighting what do you think
0: steve and i guess also steve i wanted to ask you throughout this um you know as a as as a as a Ben Affleck fan as a stated Ben Affleck fan has it been tough to watch his recent phase and uh and what did 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 he look as miserable to you as he did to me because he really just seemed almost like in every frame to not want to be there
1: yes he did look miserable
2: yeah you know he looked he looked pretty sad man uh so I guess first, real quick, just like I, I kind of wanted to say, like the whole Snyder versus and stuff. I, I don't. I actually don't know that I criticize it as much for being like so obvious, uh, or, or at least uh, like the whole Frankenstein idea. I don't know that I personally felt that way. Um, I, I felt more like the movie felt just like it was very like chopped up. And that—that's probably a part of that problem, and and caused by that. But I, I don't know that I necessarily felt that it was too obvious or anything like that about, you know who did what because I mean I think that obviously anything that you was like Ronald was saying like you're going to guess that any funny part was something had to do with Joss Whedon but I mean you can also remember that he shot some awesome action sequences in the Avengers you know like it's it's the assumption of this this humor that is what they wanted Joss Whedon for but I, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked to hear that like some of the like an awesome action scene that happened or something was something that he had his hand in Um, So I don't really feel like I I felt like the whole Who did what Or like You know That kind of thing Was too distracting to me I mean obviously I was thinking about it I think what was more distracting Was just the idea That the movie felt Very chopped up And that is More A concern You know Just the idea Of somebody coming in After the fact and, And putting their hand On the movie Like Rogue One Or like World War Z Or like I think even Suicide Squad Had reshoots That like felt super choppy but that, so that would be kind of like how I feel about that. But to get to the Ben Affleck piece, like obviously I love Ben. I actually really, really like him as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, but I do feel like in this film, like he just looks like tired. He looks run down. I feel like he doesn't look good in this movie. And I don't, I was telling John we are left the theater, like, was that intentional just to show like he's getting older and weaker and looking shittier every year? Or is that just Ben Affleck looking weaker and older and shittier every year? Because I can't tell really. Because even when I see him doing interviews, I just feel like this whole experience has just destroyed him in some way. Like, and that, I feel bad saying that because I liked I liked him in Batman vs Superman, and I, and I and while I didn't enjoy him as much in this, I I still like him a lot as Batman. And I would love to see him in a standalone Batman movie, Um,
0: especially the one they're talking about doing with Matt Reeves. That sounds like a really cool take. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No, it'd be it'd be awesome. It it it'd be awesome if he could like you know get it together and really have some you know and and just like look like he's actually into it. I mean, it's almost like I don't know. I I just feel like Ben Affleck had all this. I, I I thought about this a lot this morning, and it kind of bothers me now that I can kind of think about it clearer. Is that as a Ben fan over the last decade, I've really enjoyed seeing him come back around and like re-earn his place of of, of where he sits in, you know, as an actor, as a director, as a writer or whatever it is. And it, it really bums me out that I can kind of trace the idea of, he, of him being involved in DC's film as Batman. And it's just since then, it like, I feel like his whole career trajectory has completely just capsized i mean yeah he's batman and he's in you know nearly a billion dollar franchise i mean it's billion dollars if oh, you yeah, count easily. all of them but i mean you know as the batman versus superman you know what i mean but i just feel like ever since that happened like you know he doesn't I, I, how does a guy have an opportunity to keep making movies like he was making like he had a role there like i love gone baby gone i love the town i love argo you know and then live by night comes out which was supposed to be his big thing and like you can tell that like it was not given the attention or or able to do with it what he wanted to do because of i mean i've i've read many things about like commitments to the dc films and ever since then like i just don't know how this man as an as an actor as a director as a writer it just bums me out that like i feel like there's been this downturn of of who he is and what he is and and what he has coming up since taking Batman, and it really makes me conflicted, uh, you know, because I want to see him be in a really good Batman film. But then I also really want to see him do the other shit that he was doing that was definitely more interesting to me than any yeah, of the yeah. stuff he's done in these films.
0: And he also has... So, I don't know, it's, it's kind of... He also yeah. has had some bad publicity lately with some of the, the you know sexual harassment uh things. sexual and, and harassment that, yeah. and then jokes uh, about that's sexual that's happening at harassment. a time yeah. I, I was almost surprised that didn't affect this movie more but i guess it, this movie is seen as the work of a lot of people and therefore it is not um it's not like you know not ben affleck's to ruin yeah. necessarily but i was a little surprised that in the film how much of a whipping boy batman is right I feel like the movie really makes a point of punishing Batman, and I think it's because we're supposed to realize that he needs to redeem himself from what he did in Batman versus Superman. Right. But I just thought, in general, the movie has a lot of jokes at the expense of Batman yeah. and Bruce Wayne. You know, like, he's he's kind of playing catch-up and being told he's a jerk a lot. Um, and I, I wondered, you know, how much of that makes it sort of okay that Ben Affleck is in this movie. It's like, well, look, at least everyone's treating him like shit. <laughs> well, what did,
2: what, what, did you, what did you guys like about the movie? Let, let, let's get into that, I guess.
1: Oh, uh, well, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not. I didn't, I didn't pause because I disliked.
2: There's stuff to like. Let's be honest. There's stuff to like. Well,
1: one of the things is, despite all of the things that, that we said about the underdeveloped story, I don't care what anybody says, together, those guys have a lot of chemistry. It feels, it feels good to see them together. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to say something. I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this. I don't know, and this is based on Age of Ultron. I'm comparing. Based on the way that Age of Ultron felt, and, and this is just based on the Avengers, all of them together movies, I like the chemistry in this movie better than I like the chemistry in Age of Ultron. Only because it felt the conversations between them Although, you know, they may be Joss Wheatney or whatever. You know, some of the gags that they had felt very, I liked what Aquaman is. I like what Cyborg is. Wonder Woman being a leader. I I just think they worked really well together. Flash being kind of the comic relief. There's something about all these characters kind of working together. And, And even Batman being a crotchety old man. The rich, crotchety old man that kind of fell into ideas, versions of these characters that I've seen before, that somehow works really well, man. So it's strange. After all the bad things I said about this movie, there was still a fuck ton of things that I liked about it. And that was one of the things.
0: About the chemistry thing, I feel like everything you said sounded so great, but to me, it just felt forced. Everything you just said, like Wonder Woman being a leader and Flash being the comic relief. And I mean, again, it comes down to that pacing thing. Everything was done so quickly. Everybody was sketched in. It felt like a very cartoony version of what those characters could be. Mm. And it got to the point where like when it would cut to Aquaman and it would just be like an insert of him going, yeah, and that would be it. You know, it would just cut. (laughs) Like I felt like... I feel like with that character, it's fun to see Jason Momoa in that role, and I was excited to see him in that role before this movie. But I was a little less excited after this movie.
2: Well, it all comes back to what you said earlier, Rana, which is that really to get out of here safe, the movie just had to be okay slash good. I think. Yeah. And and and, and in that, I, I think it was. I mean, I think it's still it's still it's it's for all of the corrections that they're trying to do. You know, as an audience or as a member of the audience, um, this movie definitely plays to the audience the way that I imagine that DC has conference calls discussing, and I, I imagine that they want certain scenes to play certain ways and things like that. And and, and in most cases, I feel like this film plays that way and i think that you know the audience was really it seemed to be really into it most people coming out of theater really seemed to be enjoying it and you know talking way higher of it than they did of you know suicide squad batman versus man or really even man of steel to be honest with you i mean i personally still am a a, i enjoy man of steel probably the most out of many of these films but I just think that for all that can be said, like, we have done, like, we, you know, just went through all these things. It's weird that it, it it's in this situation where the stuff that came before it was so lackluster that <laughs> as long as this is just good, you'll walk out saying, oh, yeah, that was good. Like, I had fun. And that's the thing. I think most people are going to go see this movie and probably dig it. And I think it's because they have a little bit of momentum coming off of... Like two, arguably three, not good movies, and then you get Wonder Woman, and people are stoked on this thing again. And I don't know. I think that this movie doesn't fuck it up enough that it would that it's really hurting that stuff. And you know, and there there's enough fun beats, there's enough comedy, there's enough, you know, impressive, you know, or at least entertaining action sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to see some cool gadgets and cool, you know, team ups. You know how they kind of pair off and things like that. Um, that it does enough fan service that I think that. You know, I, I hesitate going to anybody and saying like, eh, you know, I really wasn't into it, but it was okay. Because I feel like most people are going to go in and see it and probably be like, that was fun or that was entertaining. Yeah, yeah, Because I was shocked by how many people were okay with Suicide Squad. So this is definitely an improvement if you compare it to that, at least in my
1: opinion. it's <laughs> yes, way better. So if
2: that's any measuring stick, people are going to come out like fucking loving this movie <laughs> if they like Suicide Squad. As far as what do I like
0: about it, I do think some curiosity i still have is intact about uh you know james wan on the aquaman movie i hope that his world is more interesting than the taste we saw of the kind of undersea world in this movie because what we saw was really you know this weird underwater temple that just if if we spend a movie in places like that i i i don't know what that'll do to my attention span (laughs) Um, yeah, no, but no um, interest, but I'm yeah. still interested in what they might do with that, especially if it goes into kind of like fantasy. I've heard there'll be like sea monsters, and you know, if, if Atlantis is more of a fantasy kingdom under the sea and less of just waterlogged, you know, ruins, then uh, then that could still be interesting. And I'm, you know, Ezra Miller was fine. I, I felt like he was expected to carry a lot of gags, and uh, I don't know that for me the success rate of them was that high. But there were a few moments that really that landed, and I think it had to do with that kind of wide-eyed uh optimism that that character has and i think that's the th- that's the sort of nugget you can hold on to that you can spin into a character if you if you do it right so I, i'm hopeful for that but i don't know that really anything in this movie really worked for me it was sort of mediocre i came out and i said to steve i felt nothing and i also realized pretty quickly that if if superhero movies only ever got this good You know, if this was, if this was as good as it could get, then it never would have turned into a trend and we wouldn't be seeing one every few months. It would be something that most people think is for kids and some grownups kind of like, you know, it, it, it was, it it was successful in that it
1: kept, you mean if this was the mid nineties?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like this sort of feels like, yeah, we we we, we, we kind of got it on screen, you know. It's kind of state of the art. The characters are there, the actors are there. I do I don't have any ill will towards the actors. I sort of feel like they're the ones who are in the middle of a of a set somewhere on a sound stage with a bunch of lights, wearing these costumes saying this dialogue and they're sitting there going, "I signed on for for six of these." Oh my god, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I have no ill yeah. will towards the actors. Um, and I actually think that it tells you what a great job Patty Jenkins did directing Wonder woman that she was able to bring out this I don't know this warmth of Gal Gadot that kind of overcomes her limits as an actor whereas in this I really felt like I don't know I don't think it really played to anyone's strengths Um, but uh, yeah I am still curious about what they would do going forward and I still believe each of those individual characters in a good movie about them could be quite entertaining so and and you know what? I'm going to I'm going to sit next to a fourth grader on Saturday morning and see it and I will probably enjoy it a lot more uh, now that I've gotten all this out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm actually looking forward to going to see it again myself. Like I want to take Aaron to see it and kind of go in again, you know, and I don't know, just like kind of go in with how I feel about it now and see if I find anything else that I enjoy more about it. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of this uh Eh, you know, I don't know. It's, it, I feel so weird saying that because it just, it, it does feel like something that should be more of an yeah. event, more of a excitement, more of a, of a, of a, of a, really big like statement for them. And uh, I don't know, it's just it's just not that movie. It's not there.
0: I also want to say, Steve, though, I do agree with you that audiences. Like the audience we saw it with was laughing at a lot of these lines. If you are a DC fanboy or girl, yeah, um, uh, this is the movie for you. I think there's a lot of fan service for 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 people who are looking for that kind of little hints and clues of of where they can expand this and and of of other parts of the DC universe coming in. It's only a recent invention that we expect these movies to have any resonance whatsoever. So if all you do is have some some people in capes running around and some explosions and some cool scenes and people laugh, I think that's what most people want from this type of film and perhaps that that truncated pace we're talking about that does have something to do at least with the fact that you know you're in and out it doesn't right. it doesn't slow down um, right. uh, for better or for worse well
2: there you go so so what do we what do we call this like if we if we use our scale what, what are we saying or, or individually or collectively what are we thinking? <laughs> me <laughs> what does a meh correlate to on the you know hold up wait for it, or go ahead yeah is is that a wait for it that's a wait for
0: it if you are not looking for this type of movie if you're not excited at just the notion of seeing these characters together then you could probably miss it wow i mean there's there's something kind of embarrassing about this movie i know we're, we're all saying it's adequate and it's mediocre it's not horrible but there is something kind of embarrassing and this movie kind of slinks away at the end it felt like that to me it, it didn't feel like a victory lap mm-hmm. at all i think if
2: it was any other movie i'd probably say wait for it but i i would probably still give it a go ahead only because i feel like it is you know, it's just the kind of movie you want to see on a big screen or at least, you know, decide for yourself if you think it's good or not. I mean, because I, I do feel like a lot of audience members, I feel like if you look at these Rotten Tomatoes versus audience scores, it's going to be one of those examples where, like, the audience scores are definitely way higher than what critics are going to score this film. And for that reason, I feel like it's if, if it's going to be experienced like that, I would say experiencing it in a the theater. And, you know, I, I have enough... uh mehness for it to say. (laughs) It might be worth just seeing in a movie theater. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'd say go ahead, too.
2: Cool. Well, you can decide as a listener what you want to do. (laughs) Uh, Whose movie are you most
0: interested in seeing? Aquaman, Cyborg, or uh, or Flash?
2: I'd
1: say
0: Aquaman for me.
2: I would probably say Flash, only because the little piece I saw of Atlantis did not interest me at all. And I don't know if that's what James Wan's movie is uh, or has a lot to do with, but I hope not. But I just feel like uh, I don't know. I, I liked Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller as Flash for the most part, and I'd like to see. There's a whole weird thing though, man, because like there's not even like a cyborg movie in development, and the Flash movie that they're developing doesn't have Billy Crudup in it. And <laughs> this is like what the fuck? Like he was supposed to be in, it, and he dropped out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. That movie's a mess. So. Aqu- Aquaman Aquaman seems to be the least of train wreck out there, so may- maybe see Aquaman, because, I mean, it seems like it's on some sort of track.
0: I guess we can make it a, a three for... for uh, we can make it a trident Ooh. for Aquaman. <laughs> Just because I'm interested to see what James Wan will do, you know, love him or hate him, he generally has a, a, a pretty well-developed like visual style in his movies. Yeah.
2: But, yeah, I mean, let us know what you think of the movie. Once you do see it, you can hit us up on Facebook. You can email us, uh, moviesmovie at gmail.com. Um, and we always say it, but if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever your preferred platform is, if there's any way to rate us or star us or give us some sort of feedback or review, uh, Movie Shmovie would really appreciate it and uh, hopefully it would help us find some new listeners to then pay the same favor forward. Um, Do you guys have anything else you want to throw in before we get out of here? No,
1: I think that's it.
0: I just want to say to the folks at, at the DC Extended Universe... Um, you guys did it. You finished the Justice League movie and you guys can hire whoever you want to do whatever you want. So you guys made it and and we believe in you and we think you can do it. We think you can we think you guys
2: can. <laughs> Yeah, don't fuck it up though. Shit happens sometimes, but you got James Wan and Matt Reeves and Patty Jenkins is already, you know, she's locked down. And Patty Jenkins, right? So just make it right. just make it work. You are right, yeah. John. You, you did it. You you got here. Now now get it right and 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 keep getting better. Yeah. Cuz they're listening to us obviously. Obviously. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm talking to the WB people. You're welcome to <laughs> right, yeah, <this> is- <laughs> send us some feedback. Um, but to our other listeners, thank you as well um, for coming back. And uh, it's been fun getting together to talk about Justice League. And uh, we'll, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. As always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>